Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome to Speed City with John Massengill, Les Kaiser, and Jonathan Green. Brought to you by MyPlates.com. Upgrade your license plate at MyPlates.com. It's the fastest hour on the radio. Speed City. Good evening, gearheads. Welcome to Speed City. It's John Massengill sitting with Les Kaiser and Jonathan Green back in the studio. Hey! Welcome Welcome back to the country. Thank you. I'm glad you got back here before the inauguration. (laughs) Oh, did we have to go to politics before we even got into the show? I think it's a mandatory. You have to include it in every broadcast. So we're done. Let's move on with the fun stuff. Exactly. I like that idea. Well, I'm fired up, man. We got a great show tonight. We've got some great guests coming on the show. We're going to talk about all kinds of cool stuff. Mostly Formula One, it seems like. A little bit of a road to Indy because we've got a gentleman coming on who just won a huge scholarship. Uh, Oliver Askew, he's going to come on because he's he won the scholarship to the uh, the Mazda Rose Indy. This is a big step. And yeah, it's huge. We're, it's we're a big story talk to the man uh, Jeremy Shaw about it. This is this is a cool. Yeah, thing. Yeah, that's right. Tell us, we got John, Jeremy and and Oliver. Yeah, right? and Jeremy, you'll know. Well, those of you who follow uh, IMSA and uh, sports car racing, Jeremy Shaw, uh, former Brit like myself, now in the USA and has been for much longer than I have, and has been in motor racing here in the states for well since the you know, the dawn of time. Actually, uh, I think since the Iron at least and um, yeah great guy and has been in charge of effectively the scholarship that uh, Oliver has won and I think it's also uh, fitting that we as Speed City are doing what we usually do which is discovering the talent of the future especially from the United States Uh, and uh, we want you to remember the new name that is Oliver Askew because he's on the way up he's just won a a great scholarship and uh, we'll be talking to him in a moment because um, that's what we're all about is finding new youth we did it with Alexander Rossi uh, and we know that the rest is history uh, we did it with Pippa Durrani. We've done it with several others, and I'll be doing it again in the Toyota Racing Series with a certain Mr. Shelby Blackstone. That's right, yeah. Uh-huh. We interviewed him out of Coda well, years ago. Yeah, we've had him a couple of times yeah. join us, and uh, that'll be interesting. We'll try to get him and uh, let you get caught up on what he's doing before y'all head down yonder. We're going country. Y'all head on down that way. Son, of course, of Reba McIntyre. So he's already got a famous name and not an easy, never easy when you're a son of a or daughter of uh, somebody famous, especially in another industry. Um, but actually, I think uh, in some ways kind of cool. I know. Oh, Les he's earned his stripes. Les and I were talking about that. Do you, you know, we were saying, gosh, every time you mention his name, everybody says he's the son of Reba McIntyre. Is that a bad thing? Is it a good thing? And I was like, you know, you got to use every tool you have. To get noticed in this in racing, and you know, I I, I don't blame him. I do it every time. 
Yeah, absolutely. And like 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 Les says, he's earned his stripes. It's not like um, he is living off a legacy by any means. He doesn't. There's yeah. no doors open for him. <laughs> Ironically, I think of the man who really has a target on his back. If you want a target, and that of course is Mick Schumacher, ah. who has just Oof. graduated yeah. from Formula Four and has just signed actually in the last 24 hours, I believe, with Prima F3 uh, for the future. One of the top teams, the top team, in fact, the team that uh, uh, Lance Stroll, that uh, Nick Cassidy. Uh, it's the top team in Formula 3. So Mick Schumacher, obviously the son of Michael Schumacher, on his way up through the ranks. And what a pressure, what a oh legacy, gosh, yeah. what a, an interesting career choice and path he's taken. And you can see that there is more to it than just his pure love of driving. Obviously, um, given his father's situation and his father's legacy and the fact that we continue to, to hold a candle for Michael Schumacher, who was uh, certainly statistically the greatest driver of all time um, and sadly um, had a, a huge accident with his son, actually, with both his sons uh, while oh, skiing. Yeah. Um, so brave, brave man, young Mick Schumacher, and I wish him well. Yeah, that is interesting, and I hadn't even thought about, you know, he was there with his family when he, when he had that skiing accident years ago. Yeah, so we've got, uh, we've got the, all those guys coming on the show. We're talking all about Formula One. We're going to talk a little bit about the um, Liberty Media vote that's coming up. Uh, there was some interesting news about the Formula One F1 uh, TV ratings on NBCSN, and NBC for that matter. Mm-hmm. And we're going to talk about that. Who's going to drive the Silver Arrows? And that's the big story to start the show with. <laughs> okay, let's put his hand up. <laughs> okay, Mr. Kaiser. I can't even get in yeah, the AMG. You ain't got a quiver, never mind an arrow. <laughs> I can't even get in the AMG at Coda today. I, yeah. <laughs> that's the closest you're going to get to a Mercedes, that's for sure. <laughs> uh, so, uh, Les Kaiser, do you have an opinion on who's going to be driving? You know, I, I go two different ways. Um, We've heard that. With the (laughs) thought process. Thank you, sir. Fernando Alonso is an easy win. You know, when you talk about skill, talent, uh, knows the F1 world, has previously uh, been around Lewis quite a bit, and there was some turmoil there. But uh, to me, that would be easy. But that's a money deal, too. Is he going to bring enough money? Are they going to pay enough? And uh, uh, the other is their Mercedes driver, uh, Pascal Wheelon, yeah. You know, does Pascal come in at a cheap enough budget? He's proven. He sat in the seat when Lewis was out at one point here recently. I think uh, he's on the books. He's so in the yeah, Mercedes you family a, already. You know, yeah. And, you know, like you say, I think he's the, he's the shoe in. Lee said it last week. It makes yeah. sense. Um, and certainly if you look at the sort of the way that the apple cart was rocked uh, with two top drivers in the case of Rosberg and Hamilton, you know, obviously it can cause fraction and um, trouble within the team. And I think that if they want an easy course, they let Hamilton lead the team and they let the young guy learn. And but I think, that's... <laughs> I think that's great. And, you know, that, that's an easy mindset to fall in until you start thinking about Max. What did Max do? Max Listen, walked in, barged in. He is locked barged in a, his way to the podium. He he is locked in a can of Red Bull and, and then let out for the races. <laughs> I can assure you, he is he is chained to the Red Bull logo. It's been yeah, correct. And, and uh, my analogy with him is: so we bring in Pascal oh, okay. into Mercedes. Will he, you know, cooperatively have a mentor in Lewis, or will he go after Lewis as Max did? 
Well, he'll go after Lewis if he's a smart kid. Um, but I would have thought that the mind games, Lewis will, will, will dominate that team or will want to dominate that team. And in fact, took control of that team in the last five laps of the last season, if you remember, by saying, I got this under control. I'm ignoring mm-hmm. team orders. This is my team. This is my, you know, I will go for my world championship and I'm not going to obey your orders. You can throw engineers at any, whoever you like, Rosberg, and I've been beating him for 18 years, which was a little bit petulant, I thought. But anyway. Yeah. Well, I want to, I, I totally Jonathan, agree with that Jonathan we were talking before the show and you basically were saying same line of thinking here but you're saying this is really Hamilton's really kind of running the show right now it's his team and this is what I love about the Formula One thing this this Rosberg decision has been Machiavellian in many ways because he's left them high and dry because now they had a situation where they had two really good drivers and two drivers capable of winning, right? And they had, obviously, a car that was capable of winning every race. Now the question is, who do you bring in? Because if you bring in a lesser soul, um, as you quite rightly point out, then, frankly, the, the, the team is back with Lewis Hamilton and he gets the say and he gets to kind of waltz around a little bit, which is the won't, the won't of, uh, you know, most teams. You have a lead driver and a second driver. But look at Red Bull. Look at Ricardo and Verstappen. It was Ricardo's team once Vettel <laughs> left, right? Uh-uh. Because Whoops. Verstappen's come in and been aggressive and already done in one season, first race, in fact. And then onwards, uh, Ricardo's managed to manage it very well because that's because the kind of temperament he has. Um, but what if Raikkonen was starting to beat Vettel as he has done a little bit and does it all season long next year? I bet you would see a rather petulant Vettel. So that's how Formula One works. I, in some ways, I wish there wasn't the way they have literally two teams within one team in, each, in Formula One because it does always cause problems. Uh, I wish it was like, well, it's the Mercedes one team and the Mercedes two team and it's, you know, mm-hmm. all bets are off. You know, we're, we're out to beat you, beat you. But the way it is, it seems to be manufactured a lot of the time. Uh, two things about that. One, I think we've already seen a petulant Sebastian Vettel. We have. <laughs> a very and, verbal one. Yeah. yeah. Number two, I, I said something to you about Alonso going to... Oh! So Alonso and Hamilton at Mercedes. I mean, you said it less, but I want... This would just, this would just explode. Well, let's... Yeah. If you were able to pick... Alonso and and force him out of that Honda contract and say, listen, Fernando, you're the greatest driver in the world. You got two world ta- championships. You should have four. We, you're you're not going to get. You're not going to finish your your career with a deserved record. The only way you're going to do that, God, I sound like Toto Wolf. The only <laughs> way you're going to do that now is to join Mercedes for the next three years. Don't care what you do after that. Beat Lewis. Show Lewis that you're the best driver in the world because you have the same equipment. And pay back for 2008 when you guys went head to head and were both in a right mess with McLaren because it wasn't wasn't managed very well. As long as Daddy Lowe doesn't step in and he's say, gone. Lewis, he's gone. Williams. He's gone. Yeah. That's true. He's that's, left yeah. today. And that's uh, you know. That's a whole other story, but I, you know, is that official I had yet? issues. Yeah, yeah, that's official. You know, I liked what was happening online about that. After Patty Lowe stepped in, some folks on the internet started calling him Daddy Lowe because he was taking care of his boy. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Lewis let him by. All right, guys. Well, we're going to take a break, and when we come back, we're going to have our two guests. We're going to have Oliver Askew, who just won the the uh, USF 2000 um, scholarship. scholarship. Awesome, yeah. yeah. And Jeremy Shaw is going to be with him. So stay tuned to Speed City live from Austin, Texas. Back after these quick messages.
The 57 Chevy, a Rembrandt painting, the little black dress. When you're a classic, you never go out of style. And now, MyPlates.com proudly announces the return of the classic black Texas license plate for the first time since 1968, featuring a cooler, timeless look and a bolder style. Visit MyPlates.com today to order this legendary classic black Texas license plate for your car or truck. Classic black is back at MyPlates.com. Precision Camera and Video is the largest camera store in Texas with over 10,000 square feet and packed with all the latest manufacturer offerings. Founded in 1976 and still owned and operated by its founders Jerry and Rosemary Sullivan, Precision Camera is committed to the finest customer experience. With hand-picked products and on-hand experts, you won't find a more helpful, knowledgeable and accommodating sales staff for quality service. Come see for yourself Precision Camera and Video, 2438 West Anderson Lane. As a rider, you know what you like. The power, the feel, the ride. When it comes to gear, you know it keeps you safe. Ducati Austin provides riders with the finest in Dan Easy leathers, the best the market offers. Visit Ducati Austin on Breaker Lane just east of I-35 and throw your leg over the most iconic sports bike ever built. Ducati. Even take it for a test ride or see what's been described as art on wheels from MB Augusta. You know what you like. See it at Ducati Austin. Online at MotoAustin.com. There's nothing like getting on a motorcycle and exploring the hill country for the day. What about taking that bucket list ride of a lifetime to some far-off destination or event? We're here to tell you that you don't have to own a motorcycle because with Lone Star Moto Rentals, you can rent a Ducati, BMW, KTM, or other premium motorcycles. Visit LoneStarMotoRentals.com. That's LoneStarMotoRentals.com. And come ride. When news happens, it happens here. Talk 1370, the right choice. Hi, my name is Colette Davis, and you're listening to Speed City. Ah, Colette. She didn't get a drive this year, but wherever she is, wherever she has out there in the speedway wide world that is, fast things, look out for Colette Davis. <laughs> get her back in a rallycross car as soon as possible. Heck yeah. All right, guys, we have a couple of our special guests holding on the line. Jonathan, you, you, you've you been buddies with Jeremy Shaw for, I don't know, how long? Since the Bronze Age, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah uh, Jeremy is from um, the fine country that is, uh, well, that was the United Kingdom and has been in the U.S. Uh, for probably, I don't know, best part of 25 plus years, I suppose. We worked together once on Indy. We, we've crossed paths on many occasions. Uh, and of course, he is one of the official voices of IMSA uh, currently. But he's but his real big project or his real big passion has been trying to um, find funding and find scholarships for young up and coming American drivers. And I think that's why we certainly on Speed City love what he's all about. And it's a thing that goes all the way back to 1990. Uh, and we've got the latest uh, sort of participant and winners uh, tonight. So that's that in a nutshell is who Jeremy is and hopefully we'll uh, have him on the line. Jeremy, yeah. are you there? I am here. Was that a rough... Was can that, I can hear you perfectly. Yeah, was that a rough intro, roughly right? It was rough, yeah. It was great. <laughs> 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 well, fellow SKP, Jonathan. Well, yeah, fellow Welcome SKP, back. yeah. <laughs> yeah great, great, great to hear you both. Well, why don't you just give us a little potted history? Because you have been in the States and you for quite some time involved in Indy, involved in sports car racing and continue to be so. 
Yeah, yeah. I was lucky enough to come over here in 1985, it was, so over 30 years ago now, and I ran a racing magazine called On Track. I was the editorial director of that, which was a rather grand title, but uh, it was yeah. a, a grand job. So it was a fantastic magazine. Uh, it's uh, no longer around, unfortunately, but it was a bi-weekly magazine. And I've been doing their, uh, I've been their European editor for quite a long time. They offered me a chance to come over here. And the second attempt, I, I took it. So uh, I thought, well, that'd be fun to spend a couple of three years in the States. Well, 31 years later, I'm still here. <laughs> yeah. But listen, we want to talk because we're going to get Oliver on in a minute. But um, tell us a bit about how the scholarship and how you have literally been running around the world, um, finding, uh, finding drives and helping young, young Americans get to where they need to be. Yeah, you know, I mean, I've always tried to help youngsters right from when I started out uh, writing about the sport, you know, myself back in the 70s in in the UK. I always admired particularly the Brazilians that came over to Europe. It's a long stream, of, if you remember. Well, it's before your time, actually. Uh, but there's a stream, string of them. And, you know, they'd come out of, uh, out of out of Brazil, completely different culture, completely different everything. Weather was a bit different as well in the UK compared to Brazil. And, you know, and they didn't speak the language, most of them. And, you know, that was a heck of a sacrifice. And I thought, look, I mean, impressed by that and I wanted to help as much as I could and when I came over here um, after I've been here a few years one thing kind of led to another and um, they actually cancelled British Formula Ford races in 1990 because there weren't enough entrants. I thought well if it's going to be the last ever Formula Ford festival wouldn't it be kind of fun if we could uh, take an American over there and if there aren't many entries maybe he can do fairly well. It was, it was a last minute deal um, but uh, it all came together and uh, people like um, Rick Gallows and uh, Valvoline came on board and Steve Horn from Tasman Motorsports was an early supporter and we went over to England with Jimmy Vassar and uh, 200 odd 200 odd cars turned up for the Formula Ford Festival so clearly it wasn't dead yet uh, and indeed it's still going today so uh, that's what started it all and it's kind of yeah, it's, it's kind of grown and, and escalated from there uh, but we're still running the same sort of level I mean the goal always has been to find the funding to take these drivers on you know, as far as we can well that hasn't materialized but at least we've been able to keep it going we're giving you know a bunch of a, 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 you know, a long list now of young talented drivers an opportunity to get on the ladder so to speak and and make some introductions to them and, and help them along their way and if you look look at the list of alumni over the years it's, it's pretty impressive actually and and I think a testament to to, you know, what we've been able to do to, to, to raise the profile of these youngsters an early stage in their careers and give, give them a, a leg up on the ladder. Yeah. Hey, Jeremy, what, let's talk about that list of alumni. What are some of those? Who are some of those names? Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, the first the first one was Jimmy Vassar. The second one was Brian Herter. Well, you know, they both went on to win IndyCar races and or championships in in Jimmy's in Jimmy's case. And, and well, ironically, they're both now with the Indy 500 as team owners, for goodness sake. They're long since retired as drivers, or pretty much. Although Brian had a bit of a comeback last week, I think, at the uh, 25 Hours of Thunder Hill. 25 Hours of Thunder Hill. But, but uh, yeah, they both won the Indy 500. Uh, Brian twice now as a team owner. Uh, other guys over the years, uh, Buddy Rice, he won the Indy 500 in 2004. Uh, Phil Giebler was Rookie of the Year at the Indy 500. And then lots of sports car drivers. Uh, Andy Lally, uh, Paul Edwards, you know, all champions. Dane Cameron, who won this year's uh, IMSA WeatherTech Sports Car Championship. Uh, Brian Sellers. Uh, you know, the name goes on. AJ Allman is now still in NASCAR now. Yeah, it's an impressive list. And this year at the Indy 500, we have six drivers. Six of our wow. alumni were in that race mm. in this year's Indy 500. That's, that's kind of cool. Jeremy, this is, that's really amazing. I mean, honestly, that's incredible. Well, it is, and what's cool about it is, is, is uh, that you know these these lots of people get behind the program, and, and it's a little, it's an opportunity to give something back to the sport, and I think that's what drives people 
to, to get involved in it. We've got a good list of supporters now. Uh, you know, Chip Ganassi, uh, Roger Penske, they're both uh, involved in the program on a relatively small level, but, you know, everything helps. And, you know, maybe one of these years, we'll be doing it now for, you know, 26, seven years, maybe maybe one of these days we'll, we'll get the, the proper funding to take these kids uh, all the way. But for right now, at least, uh, I'm happy doing what we're doing. And, and I, you know, it's got to be one of the one of the longest uh, running driver development programs in the world, I would think. Yeah, it's it's really just incredible, and uh, I mean, I'm excited. I, I, have we? Um, let me ask the producer. Have we got Oliver on the line? Yeah, Oliver's with us. So, let, Jeremy, why don't you introduce Oliver because he's just fresh off winning this scholarship. Let's uh, so let's talk about him. Yeah, he's an interesting guy. He's he's, uh, he's 19 years old for another few hours at least. Uh, <laughs> yeah, happy birthday. Let's yeah, be the first to say What did you get for your birthday this uh, year? $200,000. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's been, he's been trying to – he's a, a very accomplished carter. Well, everything there is to win in karting, uh, not only in this country, but even overseas as well, he's, he's been winning. So, But he's been trying now for years to, to make a break into the, into the car racing ranks. And, you know, like many others, he's found it difficult. I think – more than anything else, he didn't really have the right connections, perhaps. Um, and that's what we've been able to do with this program now. And you know, over, I, I first spoke to Jonathan, uh, to um, Oliver back in, I think it was the end of May, properly. And I said, look, I can't continue for the, for the scholarship until you're driving a racing car. So do whatever you can to get you in a racing car, and then we'll take it on from there. Well, he took me to my word and went to the Skip Barber weekend and uh, Road America, won one of the races, got thrown out of it afterwards, I think, or got moved back because he exceeded the track limits. But I got really good feedback from the guys at Skip Barber, which is a great training ground for drivers over the years and has been now for an awful long time. But uh, about his, Oliver's attitude and, and approach to the sport, and you know, everybody there was impressed. So I thought, okay. So I invited him to a, We have a, an interview process during the uh, IndyCar weekend at Mid-Ohio, and all sorts of people come along there. Mike Hull was there from Target Chip National Racing, a whole bunch of former scholarship winners, Joseph Newgarden was part of the part of it. Uh, the guys from Mazda, from Honda, all sorts of people interviewed these drivers, and we picked uh, six of them to go do a shootout, which was down in Florida at the Lucas Oil School of Racing. And we picked Oliver and Carl Kirkwood, who coincidentally lives in the same town, and these two have been karting buddies for years and years and years. They went over to England, both did a fantastic job over there. Over there. They were super competitive. Oliver was on the, on the podium in five Five of his six races up there, which is pretty remarkable. Uh, the formula at uh, the um, Walter Hayes Trophy at Silverstone, there were 115 entries. He finished second uh, in in the final. Wow. Brilliant effort. Really, really impressive. And then he's come, he come back over here, and, uh, and he was one of 20 drivers that were invited to take part in the Mazda Road to Indy $200,000 USF 2000 scholarship, which took this place this last week at Mazda Raceway Laguna Seca. And um, he, he came here yeah, with the right attitude, he was supposed to race at the, the Scoos of Supernats, big karting event on, on a parking lot in, in Las Vegas a, a couple of weeks ago. He elected not to do that. He'll tell us all about this, but I'm, you asked me for the intro, so I'm giving it. Uh, he, he elected to pass on that and concentrate on getting ready for this shootout because he knew what a great opportunity it was. Well, he, he took the bull by, by the horns, won the scholarship, and now he's got $200,000 from Mazda to put towards a program in wow. next year's wow. uh, Championship powered by Mazda, which is, you know, as you know, the first step on the Mazda road to Indy. And, you know, he, he's, uh, he's off and running now, isn't he? Let's, let's find out. Yeah, and on that note, the price is right. Come on down, Oliver. <laughs> I mean, what yeah, an intro. Yeah. Um, Oliver, ask you welcome to Speed City. 
Yeah, can you guys hear me? Yeah, no problem. We got you. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I'm glad to be here. Yeah, so we just obviously got Jeremy on the line as well, and we've just heard a, a fantastic story about how you got there. And uh, wow, what a what a an unbelievable thing to be pitted up against your your I guess good buddy, but also well, closest rival. Yeah, used to be. Yeah, he, you <laughs> got the money, <laughs> but uh, that's a tough one, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. You know, I think Jeremy covered most of it there. Um, you know, the past couple of months has has been a whirlwind, and uh, you know, I'm, I'm I'm very happy to have met Jeremy. I'm very happy to. Uh, to uh, to move forward and then into next year and give us an idea either one of you actually about because we always hear about uh, um the road to indy but um you know in terms of that ladder so you effectively gone to, you know you, you've done karting obviously to the highest level but this will will this be effectively your first real major slicks and wings kind of um adventure it will this will be my first full season in a race car Wow. And what is the ladder? What is the progression next for you? Yeah, you know, the Mazda Road to Indy is all about, um, you know, the different classes and, uh, and Mazda puts up scholarship for, for, each, for each champion of the, of the classes. So it goes from USF 2000 to Pro Mazda, which is a, a new car in 2018, um, Indy Lights, and then uh, IndyCar. And, uh, it's, a, it's an amazing program. Yeah, I mean, there's scholarships at every level, literally to take kids from all the way from the grassroots of the sport, like Oliver's come, all the way up to, uh, you know, to the Indy 500. Spencer Piggott is kind of the, the poster boy. He got four scholarships along the way, including, or not including, I should say, a Team USA scholarships as well. And uh, this year, there he was in the Indy 500. And, you know, he comes from a very modest background, uh, but he made it all the way up there on, on talent and scholarships from Mazda. Amazing. Nothing like it in the world, guys. Yeah, and, and I mean, to be honest, while I've got you both on, um, I really want to talk. Uh, this we, we've talked a lot um, about uh, Formula One, and we do on the show, of course. And it's interesting the the, the 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 subject, if you will, of money and what it takes to go racing these days has changed in the last thirty years, without a doubt. Um, and there's no question that we, as we talk to a, a young nineteen, soon twenty year old, um, you know, it's just as hard as it ever was. Um, but the, now the cost are more and more as we go racing i mean you know it sounds a lot 200,000 but would will that will that cover you this year oliver yeah it'll cover a huge amount of it um i, I still need to find a little bit of funding but uh that's enough to to go racing you know um, i'm really happy and really fortunate to have been chosen and um you know i'm, I'm more determined than ever to uh to make it happen and win the championship next year like um jeremy was talking about spencer piggott he's yeah uh, a, a huge inspiration to me and I want to follow in his footsteps. You know, you know who Oliver sounds like to me? He reminds me of, he reminds me of Alexander Rossi yeah. about five years ago. Well, because he's got that. Yeah, exactly. But he's got that. You can just hear it in his voice. This is a determined, serious race car driver. He's he, methodical. I, Oliver, I, I hope that's compliment to you, but it just seems yeah, like that's, it's, it's <laughs> that you're very serious about your craft. Yeah, thank you. I am. Well, you know, yeah, that's what it needs to be, Leslie. I mean, you're absolutely right because you know it's it, it takes that focus, and I think both he and 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 his, and his buddy Kyle and, and all the other scholarship candidates this year, I'm not sure that honestly they really understood what it takes. You know, it's you talk about making the move from from carts to cars, and you know you you've got to find the money, yes, but uh, it, there's so much more to this sport than just finding the money. It's making the connections. 
right time and you know there's so many factors in there and and uh, that's i think i think oliver it's fair to say you've probably got a better grasp of that now over the last let's say couple of months yeah for sure i mean i'm, I'm a first generation racer and i i haven't come from much and um you know it's it's really all about knowing the right people you know making the right moves making those phone calls and um you know performing on track also plays a big part of it I, I like that expression, first-generation racer, because you, you do forget that. the fraternity of Formula One, and it is very kind of cyclical. We've just got a world champion who's just quit, um, but who was the son of a Formula One world champion. Um, but you see it in but, you all know, racing. It's, exactly. It's, you see it so common. Yeah, you see it on the football field. Yeah, it's true, yeah, too. true, true, true. It, it's true of all sport, I think. If you've got you know somebody, a connection, a, a father, an uncle, whatever, that can introduce you to the coach, introduce you to the, the, the team manager, um, it's, it's got to be an advantage. I mean, and, and I would have thought, like you say, in your expansion from going back to those early days in Formula Ford and, and taking those guys over them, how much has, has that world changed? Yeah, no, it has. I always used to say, you know, it's really no more difficult now than it used to be back back in the day. You know, back when I was when I was doing it in the seventies. And if I hark back to the back, back, let's go back to nineteen seventy five. There were two kids from Ireland who appeared that year. Uh, and they, they they had no money. They're from the back streets of, of Dublin, and they 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 found the money to go racing by going down to Australia for eighteen months, working in an iron ore mine. There was nothing to spend their money on down there, even if they wanted to. But they knew what they knew that they had a, a, a game plan: come back with enough money to buy a Formula Ford car each, which is what they did, and they both made it to Formula One, which is a fantastic story. Derek Daly is one of them, wow. and David Kennedy the other. I remember. And, I know, both, I know both of them. Yep. The sport. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Ke- I saw David that, Kennedy in Macau a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, you would have done. That's exactly right. And you know, that's that's dedication, and you don't sort of see that nowadays. But but having said that, you cannot raise the sort of money that you need these days to do that anymore. And that's what makes it you know, more and more difficult. It, personality and and uh, and charisma only goes so far and particularly nowadays you've got to make those connections without those connections you're going nowhere and that was always the case back then because both of them found wealthy guys benefactors who took them up through the ranks and then they were introduced into formula one and uh, and they're off and running well the same sort of things happens does happen now but but it is more and more difficult i must say oh hey jeremy let's uh and oliver let's take a quick break and you guys stick with us through the break yeah Great. Well, we're going to take just like a two-minute break. You're listening to Speed City live from Austin, Texas with Oliver Askew and Jeremy Shaw. We'll be back after these messages. I am an official Texas license plate from MyPlates.com, and I'm here to say it's time to get personal, people. Tell the world who you are with a personalized plate from MyPlates.com, like me. I'm talking favorite color, favorite team, favorite charity, and, of course, favorite state, Texas. Add your own message, and then the magic really happens. I'm the official Texas license plate from MyPlates.com, and I want to be your license plate. Go to MyPlates.com and order me today. Now that's what I'm talking about. Precision Camera and Video is the largest camera store in Texas with over 10,000 square feet and packed with all the latest manufacturer offerings. Founded in 1976 and still owned and operated by its founders Jerry and Rosemary Sullivan, Precision Camera is committed to the finest customer experience. 
With hand-picked products and on-hand experts, you won't find a more helpful, knowledgeable and accommodating sales staff for quality service. Come see for yourself. Precision Camera and Video, 2438 West Anderson Lane. Want to drive your car at speed on Circuit of the Americas? Edge Addicts is your source for more Coda events and more Coda track time. Whether you're looking to host your own event or just be a part of the action, Edge Addicts can get you in the driver's seat and racing like a pro. All levels of drivers and all types of cars are welcome, with instructors available for first-time and novice drivers. Life is short, and adventure is around every corner. So plan your high-adrenaline experience with Edge Addicts at edgeaddicts.com. Edge Addicts, it's better when you're driving. As a rider, you know what you like. The power, the feel, the ride. When it comes to gear, you know what keeps you safe. Ducati Austin provides riders with the finest in day and easy leathers. The best the market offers. Visit Ducati Austin on Breaker Lane just east of I-35 and throw your leg over the most iconic sports bike ever built. Ducati. Even take it for a test ride. Or see what's been described as art on wheels from MV Augusta. You know what you like. See it at Ducati Austin. Online at DucatiAustin.com. You don't need to make huge changes to reduce your energy consumption and save some money every month. It's easy to save energy. Turn off lights when leaving a room. Put lids on pots when cooking. Get a power strip that allows you to turn off items that are energy hogs, such as cable boxes or TVs. And don't leave your phone charger plugged in when you aren't using it. It continues to use energy. More tips and ideas are at OneThingUS.com. Find your one thing. Hi there, my name's Derek Bell. This is Speed City. Good job on the music choices, Les Kaiser. I've had my headphones turned up all the way on both of those songs. I love it. Margot's out to 11. Well, if you just want to go in the other room and listen to music, that's fine. <laughs> well, we got better things to talk about. All right, we're going we're gonna to continue the conversation with Jeremy Shaw and Oliver Askew. And Oliver, I want to start with you because I want to talk about now all the congratulations. It's great. But the work has got to be done next year. Let's talk about kind of the nuts and bolts. Yeah. You know, when does the season begin? What's, you know, what, tell us about the car, the differences, the, all those things. So let's, let's talk about the actual racing next year. Yeah, you know, the, the season will begin, uh, I think it's March 23rd. That's, uh, that's the IndyCar weekend at St. Pete. You know, we race with IndyCar. No pressure um, then. <laughs> no, no, no pressure. It's, I think it's pretty cool. So, yeah, the season's going to start there. It's eight weekends. We travel all around the U.S., um, I haven't decided on, on, on which team I'm going to race with yet. Um, that will be announced within the next few weeks. Ooh. Um, and test and testing starts in January. So you'll be back on the show in the next couple of weeks then to announce <laughs> that. Good. There you go. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, in terms of what your expectations are, obviously, this is the deep end. You've been given, um, you know, a helping hand. But uh, as you well know, um, that, uh, A, you, you, I guess that puts a target on your back. But I know that listening to you, and even though I don't know you that well, uh, like I said, you, you're ambitious. You've got your ambitions. What are you setting yourselves out for? What is your three-year plan? I, again, um, I'd like to follow in the footsteps of people like Spencer Piggott, you know. Um, it, it'll be a lot easier on me if I can if I can win the scholarship every year and, and uh, you know build that relationship with Mazda and move on. You know, um, I've met so many people um, the past couple of months. You know, through Jeremy Shaw and, and through the scholarships, um, and and my contact book is is very large now. And um, you know, I'm very confident that we can we can progress. And you know, back to what Jeremy was saying before, um, about 66% of all of his drivers. 
um, um, through the Team USA scholarship have gone on to to become professional racing drivers. So I think that's a really cool statistic, and I'm, I'm happy to be a part of it. That is a pretty phenomenal statistic. Hey, so Jeremy, I know once before we had a lot of the newer drivers come through Circuit of Americas for a testing session. You know, unfortunately, we don't get to see them race here, but we saw them here on testing. Do you know if that's on schedule for this year? Yeah, I I don't. Uh, they haven't decided where the uh, end of season test is going to be. I think it's it was at uh, the Indianapolis Motor Speedway last year. Uh, and probably will be again. I think it's it's not quite as expensive for Circuit Americas, um, <laughs> unfortunately, uh, which plays into yeah. I mean, yeah, we know how expensive the sport is, and and uh, yeah, Indianapolis has has a lot of cash as well. It's, it's, it's so, far as, so far as the drivers and teams concerned, yeah, those are probably the two favourite tracks in all the US. So it'd be fantastic to get back to Circuit Americas, and I hope they do at some stage in the future. Absolutely, Oliver. I've got to ask you: Have you been to the Circuit of Americas? I have not. I've only seen it on TV, and I want to go there. Soon. Well, now you know somebody, so come on. Well, there's, there's yeah. room in the commentary booth for you anytime, my friend. <laughs> yeah, thanks. <laughs> we see Jeremy a couple of times a year, so just you know, carry his bags or something. Now, listen, we have a tradition. Yeah. On, we have a tradition on Speed City, and I want both of you to answer this question first of all, because we've got some serious questions for you. But first of all, what are you riding in right now? What are you driving at the moment? What's your first everyday all, vehicle. Yeah, yeah. What, what, Oliver? What do you got? What you got going? I drive a Volkswagen Golf, but um, GTI? I I'm going to be training that in soon for a, a Mazda. Uh, a GTI? Oh, yeah, Mazda. <laughs> nice work. Um, but Mazda is that a GTI? Speed, sure. yeah. Is that a GTI? Yeah, it is. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. That's a good car. <laughs> and the next is yeah. Mazda and, Speed, and correct? And how's the, how's the SUV going, yeah. Jeremy? Yeah, no, I don't have an SUV. I've got a, a 1993 Mitsubishi 3000 GT. Ah, okay. One year car I bought in my life. <laughs> and um, it might well be the last, actually. Hopefully, hopefully, I'll be able to keep it for a lot longer, though. That, you know, I love it. It's still, I took, it's still a fantastic last drive. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> I took that car out when it first came out. It was twin-turboed and all-wheel steering. Oh, that's that, that, yeah, that's the, the VR4. Now, mine's, mine's a regular two-wheel drive when I couldn't afford the VR4. Plus, I, d- I did actually drive both before I bought this one. And, yeah, the VR4 was super fast with twin-turbo, but it's really heavy. And it, I this, this, the 3000 GT, the regular car, just a six-cylinder, uh, and uh, it, it sings along, and it's the handling. It's, it's fantastic. It, it, it's one of the best handling cars I've ever driven. It's I love it. Yeah, those were a big, <laughs> big deal when they... They came out. What was that like 1990 when they first? That's, that's yeah, about right. Yeah. I, I was shopping and I had to have a backseat. Second generation one. Then they, they changed the body slightly in uh, in '95 um, with a slightly different rear wing. And I, I, I think I think the car I have it's 90, '93-'94. I, I love it. It's a great looking car. And even now, you'd, you'd never know it was 22 years old. It's amazing actually how many comments I got on it uh, when <laughs> I'm just driving it around. Uh, you don't around see locally. many. That's cool. Yeah. Well, my oh, serious well, it's worth next to nothing. I was, I was looking up on, on, on the Blue Book thing uh, a year or so ago, and it's worth next to nothing. Well, it's worth a lot more than that to me, so I'm going exactly. to hang on to it. <laughs> well, now, listen, while, I, while I've got both of you, and you are coming from different ends of the spectrum, but I want to know, um, talking of opportunity, who is going to drive the fastest car in the world next year against the fastest driver in the world next year, i.e. the Silver Arrows in Formula One against Lewis Hamilton as his teammate? Who, Jeremy, first of all. 
God, yeah, good question. I tell you what, there's a, there's a long the, the phones will have been humming in in Brackley the last, <laughs> yeah. last couple of weeks. Yeah, and pillow talk with Susie Wolf would have been pretty good too. Sheesh, uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I, you know, I really don't know. It's a tough one because you know the, all all the all the, the big guys are all signed up and they say they're not going anywhere. I see, I see they've offered a, a chance to Valtteri Bottas. Uh, I think today, didn't they? And and he, and uh, initially that offer has been turned down by Williams. They say. Uh, Go away. Yeah, but what about Valtteri? <laughs> yeah, yeah, Williams will turn it down. No one's home. <laughs> but, but if he does go, it puts it puts Williams in a really tricky situation because they've got a you know nineteen year old rookie who's you know never done F one races. He's only ever done F three to that level. That's a big jump from F three straight to Formula One. I mean, not very many people have done that jump successfully. Kimi Raikkonen is is one. Although I still think if he'd have gone all the way up the ladder, he'd have been much more than a, than a one time Formula a world champion by now. Mm. Um, Ayrton Senna did it, uh, and Alan Prost both did, made the same jump. Yeah, they they turned out fairly good, and they are you know, <laughs> clearly amongst you know, the, the best, the best of the best of the best. Uh, whether Lance Stroll is is that same caliber, we don't know. And of course, Jos Verstappen did the same, of course, didn't he? Yeah. Uh, but whether whether Lance is the same, we'll, we'll find out. But it's certainly going to be a tall order for him to be the kind of team leader next year. So if Valtteri Bottas does take the plunge. I don't know. They're going to be a tricky situation. Who do you think, is, though, is, should get the Mercedes? Back again? But who do you think? I mean, all right, Valtteri's one of them, but who do you think Mercedes will go for? Uh, you know, it, it wouldn't surprise me to see Jensen Button. Wow. Ah. Interesting. Only because he's, he's, a, he's still a heck of a driver. Look, he, 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 uh, he, he would be a great... He, he's already been with as a teammate with, um, with Lewis before. Uh, they got along great. Um, and uh, I think he can do exactly what Mercedes needs him to do. He would be my first first pick, to be or, perfectly or, honest. Or Alonso would be more fun for us, yeah. <laughs> for the yes, opposite but, reasons. Uh, yeah, geez. Yeah, well, I, think, I, think, uh, I think Tony Wolf has probably been there, done that one. Yeah, and no, no kidding. <laughs> well, well, let's let, hear let, from Oliver. I've got to say, Oliver, you, you know, you're an up-and-coming guy, and I'm sure you uh, study the form guy very closely. <laughs> what are your thoughts? Do you reckon it's going to be Oliver Askew? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good question. That's a good point. No, I'm, I'm signed up for USF 2000 next year. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. Right so you told them no. Okay, right gotcha. answer. So who do you think, yeah. though? Seriously, who, you, you know, you're watching it. Yeah, I can see uh, I can see Pascal Verline, um racing there next year. You know, he's he's a German driver. You can see in the past they've always had, um, you know, the German British duo or, or both German. So um, he's already in the, he's already in the program. Here's a question for you. We we talked yeah. about this at the top of the show. Um, what is his? I mean, you know, obviously he's won DTM. He's good. He's fast. He's he's you know he's, yeah. he knows what he's doing. Um, but what is his approach next year? Does he play second fiddle then if he comes in to Lewis, or does he try to do a Verstappen and say this is my town? No, as as a racing driver, you um, you push one hundred percent, and you know whatever happens happens. I think he's going to give it his all. Um, yeah, they have the first driver, second driver, you know, whatever, but. Um, yeah, I, I, as a race, he's a racing driver. He's going to do his best. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. I agree. Well, listen, Oliver and Jeremy, we thank you guys so much for coming on Speed City. Oliver, we're so excited for you. Congratulations. Well, he's and coming on a couple of weeks' time to tell well, us. That's true. He's oh, going to come back. What are you driving? You should yeah. do it in person. We serve barbecue. <laughs> Mexican food and barbecue. It's Austin, <laughs> Texas, yeah. baby. Well, that's how we keep Jeremy coming back around. Uh, Jeremy likes it here. <laughs> well, thanks a lot, guys, for coming on the show. And, and Jeremy, congratulations, congratulations to, yeah. to both of you guys. For, Oliver, for what you just got through doing. And Jeremy, this is really amazing what you've done all these years. And hey, we really appreciate we it. We owe a big 
big thank you. Yes, yeah, flat out absolutely. to Jeremy. I mean, as the motorsports fans we are, yep. uh, you're See, bringing in some out okay in the end. <laughs> a little help. <laughs> All right, guys. Yeah, well, thanks very much. It's uh, yeah, a lot of people make this uh, scholarship happen. Just, just not just me. So, but, but thank you. Always a lot of fun, and I hope to see. Well, I will see you uh, next year at uh, Circuit of Americas. Can't wait. All right. Cool. Thanks, Oliver. Talk to Travel you soon. Safe, guys. Happy yeah, birthday, thanks. Oliver. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. You're welcome. Talk to you soon. Yeah, talk to you. Yeah, I'm not getting anything like that for my birthday this week. (laughs) No two hundred thousand dollar checks in the in the stock. I'm open to it. I'm totally receptive. A new car. (laughs) You're receptive to that. I am receptive. All right, well, I'd I'd be happy if Anna just turned one of the Gladys for me. That I I don't need a new car. (laughs) I I did play with one today, and so I'd I'd kind of like check that out. Oh man, we are going to talk about that. Ah, yes, that photo that you sent when you sent that photo of that AMG at the top of the hill and turned one at Circuit of the Americas today. I thought. I thought that was a press photo. I was like, and you took that with an iPhone. I was like, that is a fantastic yes, photo. Is. So but we're going to uh, hear about, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to hear about Les's visit out to Circuit of the Americas to the AMG Academy out there. And uh, and we're going to hear an interview you did with one of the chief drivers, that, uh, chief right. instructors that's out there. That's right. All right. So stick with us. Live from Austin, Texas. Be back in just a couple of minutes. Welcome to Name Your License Plate. I'm Biff Biffington. All right, Mary Lou, for the cash, the trip, and a new car, name your license plate. Easy. My plate is ADD24. ACL, ATM, ABC, ACDC, AAA. I can't remember my plate. You should have gotten a personal Texas plate from MyPlates.com. They're so memorable. And I could have saved 40% with a five-year commitment. Be a winner and order your personalized license plate from MyPlates.com. Precision Camera and Video is the largest camera store in Texas with over 10,000 square feet and packed with all the latest manufacturer offerings. Founded in 1976 and still owned and operated by its founders Jerry and Rosemary Sullivan, Precision Camera is committed to the finest customer experience. With hand-picked products and on-hand experts, you won't find a more helpful, knowledgeable and accommodating sales staff for quality service. Come see for yourself Precision Camera and Video, 2438 West Anderson Lane. Racetrack. It's where legends are born. Where only the finest machines earn their reputation for innovation and dominance. Such are the nameplates you'll find at Aston Martin of Austin, Lotus of Austin, Bentley Austin, and Rolls-Royce Motorcars. Austin exotic, iconic automobiles whose racing heritage turns everyday driving into an inspiring journey. Because you're never just along for the ride. Highway 183 north of McNeil Road. Here, when you need us, Talk 1370 is the right choice. I think I'm going to Kathmandu. That's really, really where I'm This is Alex Kearney. This is Speed City. Alex Kearney, we haven't had him on the show in a while. Nuh-uh. We'll get his chance again. What was it called? The Red Dragon? Is that what it was? Yeah. There you go. I believe so. The Geico Red Dragon, I believe it was. Yeah. Yeah. We'll get them back around. They're making some changes as well. All right. Well, I'm going to throw this to you, Les, because you talked to the Mercedes guys. They're still out there all week. But yeah, tell us about what's going on. Yeah. You know, unfortunately, you can't sign up right now. It doesn't seem. But uh, this is really one of their top weeks for the AMG Driving Academy. You can come in here, scratch zero, no experience. And graduate through their driving schools and the progression. They actually have somebody here from Australia 
that is here to spend the week graduating through all the processes. And when she finishes, she will be completely ready. She's a Shayla then. Yes, she is. Rocky. <laughs> and uh, she'll be able to go totally out into the SCCA competition levels and uh, the series. And so it, it's a fantastic, but uh, great opportunity. And, and, a, and a great, uh, you know, and chief looking. instructor, AJ Alsop, was out there and uh, he's managing the entire academy instructional piece. Yeah, and I was just looking on the website. You, obviously, you can sign up for 2017 at uh, com. Uh, but yeah, let's. Uh, he was the AJ Alsop was the, um, yeah he's the uh, the chief chief instructor, right? Yeah, yeah, he is, and he's got quite a uh, racing background on it. And so uh, you know, what a great guy to have sitting there with you, and because these cars are a bit different than a lot of folks deal with. They're they're a solid GT car, and they've got all of the AMG line there. So uh, you, you get and experience quite a few of them. But uh, let's go into that. Great, uh, great time meeting them. There's always something going on at the Circuit of Americas. And uh, this week is uh, one of my favorite brands. Mercedes AMG is out here. And, uh, you know, it's, it's always great. You know, we certainly know a few of their drivers. We're going to introduce you to AJ also. And uh, AJ's their head instructor here. AJ, welcome to Speed City. Welcome to Circuit of Americas. Well, thank you very much. It's one of my favorite racetracks. So I'm super pleased to be here. Well, great. You know, uh, let's get a little background on you. Uh, how'd you land in the head or chief instructor's seat? Uh, what'd you do to get there? Uh, well, I've had kind of a long racing career. I grew up at the racetrack. My father, Bill Alsup, was an IndyCar driver, uh, raced in the late 70s, early 80s, ended up driving for Roger Penske. And then my brother, Nipper, and I uh, ended up in NASCAR series, worked our way up through some of the touring series there. And then ultimately, I drove a NASCAR Bush Grand National car. Um, 2001, 2002 a little bit, and then I went on to do some instructing. Started off instructing with the Richard Petty driving experience, and then um, did my first event with AMG in 2003. I've been madly in love with the brand ever since. Well, there's certainly enough reason to fall in love with it, but uh, the the voice or or the rumble in the background, some of the fleet of these uh, cars. Tell us a little bit about this one. Uh, we're standing here next to an AMG GTS Edition 1. Uh, this is the limited edition on the first year of the rollout of the GTS. Um, it features uh, a super cool paint job, a fixed wing, and, uh, of course, that signature rumble that we're listening to right now. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's great. You know, beautiful car. You know, this is the one without the gold wings, the fold-up doors. But, uh, you know, it always sounds great. These are the cars, folks, that you'll see and hear Formula One weekend for the safety cars and uh, and the ops cars. That's exactly right. And as you know, uh, those cars really have to hustle just to keep up with uh, caution pace with the Formula One cars. And this is the, the perfect vehicle to stay ahead of that field. So tell us about some the technology that uh, may not be common to most automobile brands here. Well, one of my favorite things that uh, our vehicles are featuring these days is the Dynamic Select. And what Dynamic Select allows you to do is at the touch of a button change the overall characteristics of the car. So it used to be that uh, you know you had your comfort mode, your sport mode, and your sport plus mode, which essentially changed the shifting parameters of the transmission. Well, we've taken that one step further, and Dynamic Select now affects the, the ride quality, it affects the engine mapping, it affects the shifting, uh, it affects steering feedback. So you can really dramatically change 
change the overall character of the car with the push one button. It also has an individual mode, which allows you to store your preferences, uh, much like presets on your radio. Um, so you push a button and it puts the car exactly where you want it. So if you want to sneak out of your neighborhood in the morning in comfort mode and then let it rip once you get to the expressway, you have that option with uh, one push of a button. You know, I didn't realize you lived down the street from me, but uh, I'm known to do such a thing. But uh, really cool car, you know, but this week is uh, honestly is a dream come true for a lot of these folks. Tell us what's going on with the AMG Academy. So the AMG Driving Academy is an international driving school. It's set up in multiple levels. So uh, the people that are here with us today are here for our basic level program. This is uh, designed for anybody of any skill set to come out and learn more about the cars, learn more about driving, um, from the fundamentals of just hand placement on the steering wheel and braking techniques, uh, right up to some more advanced techniques like line selection on the racetrack and uh, trail braking, different techniques that you'd use in high performance driving. Uh, after the basic program, then you would graduate up to the advanced two-day course uh, where we just continue to ratchet up the intensity. We get a little bit more track time, a little bit more speed, and go into more details about the physics and uh, dynamics of high-performance driving. Beyond that, we have our pro program, which is a two-day program. Again, um, the intensity continues to increase. On the second day of the pro program, with your instructor's blessings, you'll be out doing open lapping in an AMG GTS on the track. Then our uh, pinnacle level here in the U.S. is our Pro Plus program. It's a three-day program, uh, and if you can meet all the parameters that uh, we set forward, then uh, you can actually graduate that school and be eligible to apply for an SCCA master's license, which will allow you to race in any series that the SCCA sanctions. All righty. Well, uh, tell us how do we get enrolled in such a course here. Well, the best way to uh, keep track of us is to go to our homepage, www.amgacademy.com. Uh, that'll give you all the information you need. There's also some great videos and images up there on that website, uh, and you'll get a pretty good feel uh, for what we do out here. And I'm sure if you visit that and you're a car nut, you're going to want to come out here and play with us. We've got a few of those around Speed City. AJ, thanks again. Uh, glad to have you back in Austin, certainly here at Circular Americas, and uh, we look forward to seeing the next trip. Thank you very much. That's pretty cool, Les. Yeah, I hope that uh, background uh, noise didn't distract you too much, but okay. it was positively awesome. No, I, I want to know if you've got about 60 seconds of that that I can just play in, <laughs> play in my play. I bet AJ can arrange that. It's <laughs> uh, awesome. It, but uh, the cars were phenomenal, and uh, you know they go through all the different aspects. And, and what's really great is they kind of work a rotation of the track. You work a section at a time. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Uh, that's go to GT Academy or uh, amgacademy.com and it's really awesome but hey somebody tweeted at us a while ago and I want to follow up on this Jonathan you were talking about this the other day the 24-hour series that's coming to Austin. <clears throat> yeah, the Hankook 24 hours uh, at Cota. That will be um, November 9th to the 11th at the Circuit of the Americas. And, um, yeah, that should be um, really interesting. Uh, first time we've had a 24-hour race. And it's open, um, effectively, to, uh, if you like, a, a more production-based uh, GT car and and down below, so it's it's a it's you know it kind of tends to attract um, a different crowd than we've seen at sort of IMSA, WEC, and so on. Um, but yeah, a twenty four hour race, awesome. Yeah, no, wait a minute. You you say it's a little different. What do you mean by that? 
Well, uh, what I mean by that is it, they race also at uh, Dubai, Mugello, uh, places like that. But it's um, in terms of the actual specs of the car, it's a lower spec, if you will, than, than okay. the, the, the big superheroes that we get, um, you know, uh, in uh, IMSA. And, uh, but in a 24-hour race yeah, know, coming amazing. to Austin, boys and girls. And, and when I say cool. it, it's a lesser thing, I mean, there's some really great cars well, yeah, yeah. and some great drivers. But it, it, it's kind of aligned to the, uh, you know, the smaller yeah, I was looking at, I think it's, uh, let's see, Coda is uh, November 9th, 10th, and 11th is that weekend. So, yeah, yeah. it's kind of cool, huh? Well, yeah, but think about the, what the, all the other races we've got at Coda now. Now, you've got the Pirelli World Challenge. Uh, Jonathan, you're Mr. Calendar on all these uh, early in the year. Yeah, that's uh, Pirelli World Challenge is coming um, in, uh, in fact, that's in September. Uh, we've also got IMSA coming in May. That's right, because they're um, split now with WEC. Yep. Uh, WEC, of course, in September. We've got Formula One in October. Uh, obviously, we kick off in terms of major championships at uh, MotoGP in April. Um, so, yeah, exciting times. And just as, as we'd expected, uh, and I 100% agree with what Lee said last weekend, Lee Diffie, we do not need another badass circuit. We got one, and it's expanding its calendar. Uh, Formula One's going from success to success, as it should do. Um, and, but now we've got an extended calendar next year at the Circuit of the Americas. So, Yay! You know, that was an interesting thought. I, I want to get a couple more stories in, but that I, I've kind of gone back and forth uh, about should we have another circuit? What's good for growing Formula One in the United States or not? But I, Lee made a pretty compelling argument for that last week. So. It did, but I but I do swear, I go both ways on that one, uh, just like Les um, on um, on that thing because <laughs> literally <laughs> because because you're right because we need to grow the sport and and I do think that one drop in the ocean each year is not enough to get enough interest and I think I think actually Les's idea last week was perfect, which is put Canada and uh, uh, Circuit of the Americas back to back or at least align it better um, so that you have a, a sweep through. Um, you know, America, America, South America, yeah. America, South America, Brazil, and uh, and Circuit of the Americas, because we do need more exposure here on the continent uh, for it to, for it to grow. Gifts for gearheads, Les. Gifts for gearheads, all kinds of good stuff going on. Uh, be sure and download the Speed City app. Uh, hit the win button. You can go to the Speed City broadcast website with gifts for gearheads and see the listing there. We're throwing in something new: a two for one pass to. Colin Edwards Boot Camp. Oh, you're kidding. Awesome. Fantastic. We'll add details on that later. Yeah, check it out. Gifts for Gearheads. Thanks for tuning in to Speed City. Go to SpeedCityBroadcast.com. Check out everything we've talked about, and we will talk to you guys next week. Ciao, y'all. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 